I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is great to be back. I've decided to do another episode outside. It's a little earlier in the day, hence my angle. This is the the sort of 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. sun, and um, we got a great episode coming up, already recorded, with Joanne McNally, and we focus a lot on, we try to do like a corona-free episode, we focus a lot on uh, can men and women be friends, because Joanne had written an article for the Sunday Independent, the Irish Sunday Independent, and uh, so we sort of lean into that topic, uh, a bit of a break from the seriousness of the coronavirus. Um, I guess I'll be back... I guess I'll be back soon with another uh, rant about the current situation. But needless to say, Trump has been taking it a bit more seriously lately. But that doesn't stop the fact that he's not taking responsibility for the delay and the new thing on Fox News. So last week, last week, it was all the cures worse than the disease. That started actually today's Thursday, right? So that started a week and a half ago because it was a Sunday night. Some guy on Fox News said the cure is worse than the disease. Trump tweeted on the Monday, the cure is worse than the disease because he obviously heard that guy on Fox. And then suddenly Trump's press conference, cure is worse than the disease. We'll be back by Easter. You can't, we're Americans. You can't stop this. Fox News for a whole week, the cure is worse than the disease. And then it was all this like certain sections will be able to get back. It was all this talk. And they're acting like they weren't saying that all week now, you know, right? And then boom. The deaths start rising, the projections start coming in, and now Trump is like all super serious. In fairness to him, he's suddenly all super serious, but he's pretending that he was taking it seriously from the beginning, which you know is total nonsense because he was not taking it seriously from the beginning. So obviously, now they have to find a new reason, right? Because obviously they blame the antiquated system for the testing, which is bullshit. Trump just didn't want the testing. Well, actually, sorry, this is conjecture on my behalf, but I would assume that Trump didn't want the test results coming out. He didn't want a ton of testing because he didn't want to look like we have a problem because he knew that it would hurt his re-election results, then uh, he could no longer hide it. But, you know, that, that, that let, let's just say that there was no malintent by Trump. And in actual fact, he just refused to take it seriously, right? So, so I, I, I pull that comment back a touch. Uh, some people assume that, but it's probably not true. So I, I'll, I'll take that back. But anyway, uh, now they have to find a reason for why they didn't take action. So they don't admit that they didn't take it seriously enough, but they know that they didn't. So they have to find a reason why they didn't realize it was as serious as it was. So now they're trying to protect. They didn't know it was pretend. They didn't know it was serious. So they're blaming China, right? Now, I guess this is turning into a bit of a Trump rant. I'll just, I'll get, I'll get through this really quick before I bring on Joanne. Now they're saying China gave us false details. Now, I lived in China from 2013 to 2015, but I went to China for the first time in 2008, but I've also been interested in China for a long time in my life. And even as a young man, when I was 13 years old in 1989, I knew that China was not to be trusted when it came to informa- information because they completely squashed 
the idea that a student uprising was brutally brought down in the Tiananmen Massacre. And I've known since I'm 13 years old that you cannot trust the Chinese media and you cannot trust the Chinese government. I certainly learned when I lived in China from 2013 to 2015 about how they control everything that goes out in the media between the Global Times and, and the, the, the Xinhua News Service. I, I, they, they control all the message. They lie all the time. They're detaining Muslims. We know that they lie. I know that they lie. I'm just a fucking comedian. So how the fuck is America responding to a global pandemic based on information that is provided by the Chinese government? Are you fucking kidding me over here? Are you kidding me over here? I mean, come on, bro. You complain about China all the time, but then suddenly they're your best friend when it comes to a global pandemic? Of course they're lying about the numbers that died in China. You can't blame Chinese misinformation for your response to a global pandemic. Because even when it was clearly out of China... You didn't respond. So it's all well and good. You're blaming China, but we ain't buying that shit, bro. China's got responsibility for their misinformation, but you got responsibility for your lack of action. That's a fact. But anyway, we got a great episode. Corona-free zone from here on in. I'm going to introduce Joanne now. Uh, Don't forget, five stars on iTunes. Subscribe. I'm at Des Bishop on Instagram. Anything you want us to talk about, send a message uh, my way, and uh, we'll chat about it on the pod. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Wimbledon has been canceled. So was Edinburgh, the Fringe Festival. Thank God. How do you feel about that? I talked to to Steve about that, but you're, you're, you're into your second or third Edinburgh now so you're really part of the culture and now it's gone this would have been my fourth and like you know I was really scraping the barrel for material because I haven't done anything except sit on trains and gig and I was kind of debating whether or not to do it anyway so it not happening is like one positive thing for me that's come out of the coronavirus oh so actually you're relieved because I was one I I feel that Steve wasn't relieved because he was kind of like very much in the zone of getting ready already Whereas you're relieved, which which I would think a lot of people probably are. Yeah, because I, I'm also trying to do, like, it's great if you just have Edinburgh to focus on and you're putting all your work and time into getting your Edinburgh show done. That's brilliant. And you're so focused. But I was trying to do all these, like, scripts and stuff like that. So I wasn't able to give it 100% of my time. And then, because obviously now no one can gig. And for a while, they weren't cancelling Edinburgh. Oh, and Joanne, all our- Joanne, I got it. I got it. I got to... Uh- there is definitely a coronavirus saving situation happening outside my house. I've never picked up this thing before, but what? Just, just, just let, just let me just try to. This is happening literally across the street from me. I, I, I don't know Talking how many. Through it, I can't really see it. I know. I don't know how many cars that people can see, but there's at least seven cars of first responders. I, I'm not going to keep showing it, but. That is happening to my right. I hope I hope everybody's okay. Seven cars seems like a lot, doesn't it? I know they always they always overdo it out here because it's volunteer fire rescue people. So it's kind of like they're like happy to have their moment, but I don't want to belittle what they're doing because it, it, it's a very serious time. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so sorry, Joanne. You go go back to your your story there. Sorry. I was saying there'd be no, like, so the months leading up to the Edinburgh Fringe are obviously when you preview this material that you're writing. So there'd be, there was no opportunity to preview because obviously there's no gigs, but yet they were still saying Edinburgh was going ahead. It just didn't make any sense. Anyway, finally they cancelled it. And I have to say, I know that some people will be bitterly disappointed. I was greatly relieved. No, I think it's, 
I think it's really hard to focus when something is like up in the air like that and suddenly something major happens. Like like I would have found it really hard to focus on uh, you know, something in the sort of weeks leading up to my mom dying, you know, it was just hard to think about going to Melbourne and stuff like that. So I totally get it. Yeah. I'm just, I just and as well, writing a fresh error every year when you're also trying to get other things off the ground. It's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a huge commitment. So now. Yeah. I mean, also, but just for the record, we all did it, Joanne, but I mean, I get it. it. It is a lot of work, but I mean. And I was, and I was going to do it. But what I'm saying is now I have the opportunity to maybe live a little and ha- yeah. like, I like since <laughs> live a little. What a life! <laughs> live a little. <laughs> so I've shit to write about. Do you know what I mean? Like I know everybody's like you're gonna have some show at the end of this. It's like no, I'm not. Everyone's no, I'm not. experiencing the same exact thing. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not a comedy souvent. Like I'm not gonna write an air of hysterical shit sitting in my room. Like from no, no, no. But also, experience. I mean, people think that like this coronavirus thing is hilarious, and it's like yeah, it's hilarious in real time. We're all having the crack about it. But I'm not like repeating this. I'm not going back on coronavirus no. when this is all done. And all the jokes have been done a million times. Like when in human history. Has everybody experiencing the, the same thing in almost exactly the same way? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? So it's just like, I mean, listen, I've lo- I love, you know, I love the memes and the different things that I've, that I've seen. I saw a really funny one today, which was like, um, uh, when I opened my fridge, it was like, are, are you, what, what, I can't remember. It was like, what the fuck are you doing here again? Or something, you know, like, I like all the memes They're They're all related yeah. to our lives. But the problem is we're all experiencing the same thing. So the jokes are going to run out. Of course. Yeah, I know. So um, it, it was like it was like Brexit. It's like anything like that. I'm like I'm not I'm not bothered writing material about it. Also, it has a shelf life. People don't want to hear. People don't when when it's all consuming like this. Eventually, when people start going to comedy clubs again, they really won't want to hear about this. I don't think. A hundred percent. Like I I will never talk about this again when it's done. Like a hundred percent. Just denial. Be like denying Corona ever happened. Oh, like not 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 a, not a chance. Like I not know. a chance. By the way, um, I was joking on my Insta story today. Have you accidentally clicked on anybody's Insta lives and been like, "Oh, of all the fucking people's Insta live to click on, why am I?" Oh looking? my god, they're incessant. It's like it, they're like a swarm of locusts up the top of my Insta feed. I've gone in a couple of times because sometimes it comes up like people have messaged you. Like it, you can't say. So it might say Des Bishop something Instagram. So I might think that you've messaged me. I haven't done this to you now. And then I click in and suddenly you're in this random Insta and they're talking absolute shite. Although I'm starting to do Insta lives now, so I can't slag them off. Oh, you are? You are doing Insta lives? Yeah, I'm going to start tomorrow. Um, I, uh, I, Interviewing I call, people. I got a call there, which was very annoying. I hope it hasn't affected our, uh, our recording. But um, y- y- yeah, I, I, I think the Insta lives are fun, but it can be, you know, it's... It, it, it's funny. It's a lot of effort. And then you look up and it's like 150 people watching. And you're like, is this worth it? I know. Yeah. But then can't you save them? And so that's what I'm going to do um, is like interview friends of mine about just topics we like talking about. Just little 15 minute nuggets and then post them to my page so that they live there then. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think less is more. But, it, yeah. but but like it is weird when you get into that Insta Live and you're kind of like... I hope to, you know, because like if you click, it's usually, it, they've just gone up. So you're like one of the first people. And then it's like Des Bishop joined. And you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want this <laughs> person thinking I'm, I'm that excited. Yeah, I'm that know, excited yeah. to, to, to be in your Insta Live, you know? Yeah, I know. People are so, just trying, I get kind of cynical and then I have to remember, everyone's just trying to keep themselves busy. Stay oh yeah, I, honestly, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not, I have, I'm not even as cynical as, I, I made that statement. I kind of, I kind of acted like I was 
frustrated by them. I literally couldn't give a shit. In fact, I actually got stuck into one. Joe Wong, this Chinese comedian. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on over there? I mean, I'm in the middle of recording a live podcast, but it was just a fire alarm because I, I actually turned I turned the, 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 the camera onto the, onto the uh, you know, the, I was like, there's like seven first responders here. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just a fire alarm. God, I said, come on, in the middle of a pandemic, you can't show up at seven trucks for just a fire alarm, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Joanne, say hi to Brian. Hey, Brian. How you doing, pal? She's single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. He's, he's, ma- he's married. Forget it, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't anyway, matter. I, I'll talk to you later. See you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's Brian, our local uh, police well, there was guy. a fire alarm. Yeah, it's just so obviously that they must have had a power cut or something, and their fire alarm went off, and seven trucks showed up. So that was a Jesus. that was that was a bit of a letdown. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. No, I know it's because we're attracted to the drama of it all. We all, we actually have a massive horn for the apocalypse. Well, anyway, since since we got distracted by that, let's let's get into the uh, the topic that we said. Because in fairness to you, you've been keeping really you've been keeping really busy doing your um you know doing your your writing and and stuff so i was quite surprised to see that you're writing articles for various newspapers throughout the week yeah i'm trying to keep keep the well i used to write article i used to write a um column for the star and then i stopped because i wasn't able to do it consistently and i think they just got pissed off so we stopped but at least i can go back writing but i just wrote a piece for the sunday indo which i think is out this week but it was about men and women being friends You'll like this. Oh, right. And and did, did you pick the theme or did they ask you for something like that? No, I, I picked it. Because uh. what I've noticed is that uh, I'm mature enough now to have male friends, whereas in the past, I was not mature enough to have male friends. And right. so it's like that kind of progression of like how I, how I saw boys in my teens. They were just um, a way of kind of gaining social kudos like basically growing up I thought my main focus was to be fancied and to fancy other people I didn't see anything else outside of that women were friends and men were to be fancied or to fancy you that was it they were just validation and then in my 20s I had male friends but they were never close to me like I kind of kept them on the periphery like I'd never like ring them and asked them to meet me for a coffee and a quiche I would just like meet them on nights out in gangs and like other friends of mine female friends had guy friends I just think I wasn't mature enough and then the one or sometimes I did um have closer male friends but there was always an agenda on their part or my part um and I was writing about like unrequited love like this obsession I had with this guy for I think the guts of 10 years like obsessed and just 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 hold off on the crush just for one sec because I just want to clarify something when you were, say, like, you know, between 12 and 16 or whatever, you know, those or secondary school years, but w- w- did you guys have like a gang, though, of men and women? Was there like a crew of guys and girls that were considered like a friend, like a friend group? Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. 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 When we were when we were early teens. Yes, we did. There was a gang of us. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and, 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 and were the were the were the fancying dynamics kind of like fucking with all that or actually it was pretty natural i was i was just i didn't know how to deal with them like one of my mates onya she was really good friends with some of the guys they were just genuinely mates there was no sexual agenda there but whenever i had a male friend there just always seemed to be a sexual agenda on his part right. or my part we just i just never got the balance right yeah i, I mean, don't know it just yeah. never worked for me 
So, so, so what age were you when you, you picked up this 10-year crush? I'd say it was from 17. And I'd say I, 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 I finally let it go at about 27. I remember and right. the way I properly let it go was he, I remember he messaged me something slightly flirtatious that before would have like just had me swinging from the rafters and I felt nothing and I never even responded. And I was like, wow. I really Oh, so you but so the attraction was gone, so then the friendship was worthless? I'd moved on. It was never a real friendship though. Do you know that way? It was never a friendship. It was always it was an it was a it was an obsession. We weren't friends. He, he like he would give me enough to kind of keep me there, but he had relationships on and off with other people. We'd score occasion when he was single, but he never wanted me to be his girlfriend. And I always thought that I would kind of tip him over the edge. I call it like oh, the right. fridge, you know, like from friends into something else. And I was saying in mm. the article, being obsessed, like being in love with one of your fake friends. It's like getting waterboarded by a puppy. It's horrific, but you love the puppy. So you just want to be around the puppy. So you just let so it happen. You just, <laughs> you just get into being waterboarded. Yeah, by the puppy. <laughs> That's a great. Uh, that's a great comparison, Joanne. You you had that Edinburgh show written. What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, two two topics that really interest me are obsession and jealousy, which I will maybe look at kind of doing further down the line or something. Um, but I probably will touch on. I'll do one of my little Insta live things. I'll probably do about jealousy. Uh, but yeah, I'm a good woman for an obsession. I love an old obsession. We love the it's the will it won't a thing. We live for that stuff. You, you, who's we? People in general, will it, won't oh, it. Right, right. It keeps us interested in sitcoms and movies in our own lives because you feel like you're, you're. it's a challenge. You want to win something over. Half the time, you don't even know how you feel about them. You just know they don't want you. So you're like, I always say sometimes in relationships, I, I always imagine my wedding speech would be like, they'd be like, Joanne, how did you know he was the one? And I'd be like, the minute he knew he wasn't. <laughs> and then I'll turn around and he won't be at the wedding because obviously he wasn't interested. There's something about changing someone's mind we we're we're all we all do it we all want to do it yeah i think i i you mature I, past I, I, I sometimes i sometimes feel like well certainly women seem to have more awareness of that certainly i feel like women talk a lot more about being attracted to the unavailable yeah 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 i think so but, but i don't know i don't know if that's a if that's a real thing it might just be that women are more more in tune with their feelings and more honest about it. But I, I, but honestly, I have no idea. So like when you see the, when Harry met Sally kind of like men and women can never be friends. Like what, what's, what's your opinion on that? So before my, like a couple of years ago, I would have agreed with this just from my own personal experience. But now I've changed my mind and I've, I've kind of matured and I'm not, um, I don't care if people fancy me anymore or not. There was a couple of things happened. I know, but do you have any, do you, would you consider yourself to have uh, any like strong male friendships? Yes, now I do, yeah. For the first time in my life, now I do. Whereas I wouldn't have been able to do that before. And, now, and, the, right. and there's no agenda. No one's like, there's no dilated pupils. There's no like hidden lust. I chat to their girlfriends or I don't chat to their girlfriend. Like I, I'm not trying to prove anything to their girlfriends. Their girlfriends aren't trying to prove anything to me. It's a ge- they're just genuine, straight up friendships. And it's yeah, brilliant. It's, I love uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had, have you ever had a scenario though, where you had a, a male friend or even one that was a little bit more in you're your gone. less mature days where, where, where the girlfriend. Sorry, you're gone. Uh, I lost you there. Say that again. 
can you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, you went there. For oh yes. So uh, the have you ever had a, a friendship with a male or or or, or a colleague or an acquaintanceship that uh, the girlfriend was uncomfortable? Um, you were typing I? something. That's why you lost me, right? You you were actually typing something. There. I wasn't. I'm just doodling, thinking. Oh right. Okay. Um, have I? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like and both ways. I've been in relationships where I've been weird about female friends of theirs. And I, oh, right. And I've definitely been friends with guys. Like, when you're younger, when you're in your 20s, it can be quite um, intimidating, I think. If you meet this guy who has this super close female friend and they get on like a house on fire and they have that connection that you don't have with him yet and maybe their connection isn't sexual but maybe it was at one point or I used to always think that male and female friendships had to be based on an attraction whether it had started with an attraction or built that there had to be something but then when I was writing the article I it made sense to my head in my head because I was saying that all friendships are based on a chemistry you have to have a chemistry with someone to want to be friends with them so when you're members of the when you're and I'm talking I'm I'm talking as a uh, straight woman so I'm talking man versus woman but whatever woman versus woman man versus man, whatever if your chemistry is is with someone who and that is the sex you're attracted to the lines can get blurred so sometimes yeah. you just really get on with a guy but because it's a guy and you fancy guys you assume you fancy them. Maybe you don't. Do you know that kind of way? Maybe you need to work it out. Maybe you need to get it out of your system. But I always found it hard. Once I wrote my friends, it was very hard to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Bang, bang, hard, banging like. your friends. Banging your, your, your friends can be a problem. I mean, I don't have that many, uh, like, strong female friendships like that I would put on a, you know, like if I look at like my top 10 friends, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's any women in it other than like, you know, my cousin Sinead, but she's, she's like my sister, you know, mm. like, you know, she was like my Irish family, whatever. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think, I think it is, it is harder to be friends with people of the opposite sex. It is. Cause there's an affinity with your own sex. I think like I, I, there's an affinity that I have with women, whether I know them or not, there's like this kind of shared experience, uh, whether you know them or not, that you don't have with men. But now I think what I realized was before the otherness of men um, kind of made me nervous. Whereas now I see it, I enjoy it. Does yeah, that make sense? But it's good. Yeah, well, of course, especially when you mature and you lose that need for validation as much. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that losing that energy is is humongous. I mean, it shows up in so many areas of our lives. Like, it shows up, like you know, even professionally. Like, you don't lose your ambition, but you you lose the you lose the fear of not pleasing everybody, which actually makes you well. And certainly in our profession, it makes you better. Yeah. At at, at what you do, but at the time, you, you know, the thought of 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 not getting people's approval can actually be so stifling that energy. So so it's great to be liberated from that. And I think it's the same with maturity where suddenly it just doesn't matter whether somebody likes you or not. You know? Exactly. And it doesn't matter if they like, you don't have to be thinking, are they attracted to me? And also like growing up guys, I was guilty of it, but so were boys. Like there was a period of time boy, you know, boys can be very immature, same as girls, that if a boy didn't fancy you, he'd, he'd no time for you really. 
Do you know those men who were like, if I don't want to ride you, I don't really understand your purpose. Do you know those kind of men? I don't know. You probably haven't come across I, them because you are a man. No. But so growing up, like the hot girls in our group got all the male attention. And so you didn't, if you didn't get that male attention, it was very, you felt real left out. Like you felt shit about yourself. So then it became all about being fancied. That was how you felt No, seen. but no, Joanne, you didn't do it right. That's when you just bully those girls. That's what <laughs> bullying is all about. They were my that's, friends. I had hot that's friends. When you, that's when you exclude. That's when you exclude. That's how that works. <laughs> Find uglier friends. You're like, I just have to move on. I have to be I have to be the hotter friend in an uglier group. Um but yeah, so it becomes all about that. And then you kind of hold on to that need for validation. And sometimes for me, I think I held on to it longer than I should have. And now it's kind of I've kind of grown out of it and it's very liberating. And a nice side effect of that is that now I have good male friends, which is lovely. And because that, they're that so the simple. Sort of... They're so men are so simple. It's amazing. As in, like talking to a man about a situation versus talking to a woman about a situation. We will dissect it. We will pull it apart. We will invent shit that never even happened. We will want to know the was there an exclamation point there? What what was the tone of that? What was the tone of that? Men will just be like, yeah, no, he is, he isn't. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I find in a lot of the scenarios, like particularly like that, come up in the shift and stuff like that. That uh, for some reason, and I don't know why, obviously men, there are, there are certain blind spots that men have, but women seem to do have a bit of a blind spot for the fact that like more often than not, the scenario is that either the guy is trying to fuck you or the guy no longer wants to fuck you. <laughs> ah, I know, but we hate that it's that straightforward. We're like, we need nuance. I know, I know. And, and, and it, it's just... It's just so painful. I love my my neighbors watch me do a podcast, but uh, it's just so uh, it's it's just so painful. I guess to to oh, it's sorry. It's so painful when I had we had this scenario on the shift where this guy clearly had lost interest in this girl, and she was like madly in love with him, and 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 like it was obvious to me that it was over. Like I it was know. she was never getting it back, but she refused to. She refused to accept it. But it's it's confirmation bias. Like it's it's uh, it's what all humans do. You 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 want to believe something, so you look for the things that suggest what you want the truth to be, and then ignore the other things. Plus, I think I w- I was certainly guilty of this. I would see myself through your my boyfriend's eyes. So um, you almost see it as a challenge. Like I was talking to a friend of mine recently about this as well, and he was saying like he was talking about his girlfriend and he was saying you know he's probably not being that nice to her at the moment because he's not sure if he wants to be in it or not and why is she putting up with that and I was like because she thinks she's she's taking that as a failure on her part and she wants to win it back around and that's what we do we want to win things yeah, back but, around but, not all of us some of us but, just go fuck you and walk away I'm a try to win her around her for my yeah, sins. yeah, but but in fairness, like it, it's it's it, particularly in a long term relationship, it's not always a case of you know he he's he's over it. I mean, you know, sometimes it's just a bad patch. I mean, you can you can resolve these situations. Yeah, you know, there can be underlying issues. These are more scenarios of like early days stuff, or also just like people like sometimes I think this is less to do with the shift and just okay. I'll give an example. I remember years ago, a long term relationship, and uh, my my ex, she moved to London. Right, and we decided we try to we try to stay together while she was in London, which was no problem. And she was telling me about this guy she was hanging out with, and uh, you know she she was telling me about like it was a professional connection, so she was telling about him a lot. And I wasn't getting jealous, but I just told her I was like, 
you know, this guy is like, he clearly like is into you. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 we're just friends. And I was like, whatever, you'll find out, you know, <laughs> like yeah. three, three or four weeks later, she was like, oh my God, he, he you know really awkward today he tried to crack on to me or whatever and i was like yeah well that, that day was always coming and i wouldn't have even cared if they kept their friendship going but it was just like don't pretend that this guy's the most amazing guy ever you're seeing this guy at his best because he's trying to have sex with you yeah 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 of course yeah and i do think and I, maybe i'm wrong but i do think it's harder for men to kind of like keep those two things separate Would well that yeah be fair? i mean what what well you mean in terms of like Men will men will sacrifice. Men will take the risk on destroying the friendship just because they just want to get their dick out. Yeah, or like men will men might be more inclined to pursue a friendship with a woman because they are trying to get stuck into her. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... I think men tend to be the pursuer more. Yeah. So I think a man, a man will throw caution to the wind quicker than than a woman would, because yes. I think in general my experience has been that women tend to be a touch more concerned about the consequences. I don't mean getting pregnant or anything. I mean the consequences of how it will affect them emotionally. But that's just because they're unsure. Like this whole thing of like the friend zone. I'm like, there's no such thing as that. You weren't put into the friend zone. You were never in a zone. You were always a friend. Like there's no such thing. Like. I had a friend of mine, he was saying that he was kind of palling around with this girl and they, he tried it on. She was like, oh no, I think we're just two good friends now. That's just a pit, that, she's just trying to soften the blow. She, would, she never fancied you. She was never going to score you. It's just a nice way of saying, I don't fancy you. So if, 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 no, I think, I, I think the, only, the only way that that turns in your favor is when you get a bit older and they've ended up uh, not settled down with somebody. I think suddenly a friend zone friend starts to look a little bit more attractive because suddenly they have these qualities that you never cared about before, like somebody to have breakfast with and not annoy you, you know? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. And I wish that was the case for me, but well, it just hasn't been just yet, you know? But I actually, I've got actually, I was, as in the middle of, as we were chatting there, I realized I do have actually a couple of other good friends, but one, one, is, one is a lesbian. Well, we have, we have a good uh, budding friendship here as well. Yeah, we do. And then... Uh, a promoter from Australia. So I actually do have, I do have actually a couple of good, and, and like all, the, particularly like Ursula is in uh, New Zealand and Beck in Australia. Like we have what I, of course I consider like a male friendship, but what I mean is like we have a comfortable friendship where our senses of humor are not stifled in any way. I'm not concerned about, you know, is this appropriate to joke about with them? We have a very yeah. loose and free sense of humor. Is she a comedian? Ursula Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know her. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, she's super funny. But the point is that like we have a laugh in a way that I would have traditionally considered to be a way that myself and my male buddies would have a laugh. Yeah, you know? of course. But what I really like about this how like male kind of good friend like because I always had male friends, but now I have what I would consider like I would ring them as soon as I would ring one of the girls. And I just love their take on things. I just find funny, interesting and helpful, actually. They'll they'll stop you overthinking shit. That's what I love it about probably did, It probably helps that you ended up getting into comedy. And I think a lot of your, a lot of your new male friends are probably comedians. Right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, uh, it was out of necessity. I had to make, I had to make comedic friends because you have to have friends in comedy or you'll just cur- like curl up into a ball and die of loneliness. So I was like, I have to make friends. And the male comedians, I guess, they were easier to infiltrate than the female comedians at the beginning. Um, yeah. I mean, it, that's it, the thing. That was why I was like, if, if I don't have friends in comedy, do you know what I mean? Like you need someone to be like, I just died in my hell. That was horrific. Some lad was so pissed in the crowd he thought I was Dara O'Brien. All those things you want to be able to joke about with someone that you can't with your housemates because they don't get it. Yeah, because you don't want your housemates to be like, oh my God, that must have been awful. Where yeah, the comedian want, will be like... Ah, ah, ah. You yeah. want someone to laugh in your face about it. Yeah, and just and just to totally like know how it feels and to know that like the next gig is going to wipe it out. But yeah. no matter how many times, it, it, seems, it seems an eternal feeling at the time for some yeah. reason. Like, I'll never forget when I did that gong show in the comedy store in London. Like, did I tell you about that? I I can't remember. I think you told me on the plane. The worst gig of my life. And I I think I was only on stage for two minutes. The worst thing I've ever done. Don't ever do a gong show. Not you. I'm just talking to anyone who's listening. You're obviously surpassed the gong show stage. The, the guy who was on before me, the crowd were chanting, kill yourself, kill yourself, at a fucking comedy show. Hell. Anyway, that was one of those situations I left and I was like, I, if I didn't have a comedic friend to ring now, like, I'd fucking die. I did, uh, I did late in live years ago. It's a long time ago. Like, I guess it had to be 2002. And I did, I did Sinn Féin in the Membrane. Right. which was just a silly, silly rap song that I had, and it suited those late-night gigs. And actually, I've had terrible late-in-lives, and this was back in when it was really late-in-live, you know? Uh, which, for those that don't know, is like was like a bear pit of a late-night show in Edinburgh that was famously a, like a gong show, like the crowd are just waiting to boo you all. Yeah, they, but they, actual, hate, like, you. they gig, hate you, they hate you. Yeah, this gig w- went pretty well, but then in the like after Sinn Féin and the Membrane, this Scottish guy... Uh, clearly got offended that I was making a joke about the troubles in the north, you know? And uh, so he destroyed, the, the gig had been going great and then he ruined it, you know, with like really aggressive heckling. And I saw like absolute red, right? So I finished the show, I go off stage, I walk right around, I go down the aisle right to the middle and I sit down next to this guy and I was like, what is it that you were saying? Uh-oh. <laughs> so next thing we start fucking like like shouting at each other middle of the show and i and this asshole get kicked out of late in life (laughs) but like i remember you know jessica kirsten who i'm obsessed with um i was listening to a podcast she was talking about she was saying she physically went for a guy at a show as well like she put him up against a wall or something i like but like you do see red you're like who the fuck are you what the but last last year i did late in life I was 
I couldn't stop laughing because the year before the intro music, it's like it was really like hardcore techno, like mm, mm, like you know that kind of like black yeah. rave pit. And the last year I did it, they were playing Dancing Queen by ABBA. And I, and Scott Gibson was like kind of twirling on. And I was like, what's the crack with the music? And they were like, well, the crowd were so hostile that we had to do something to calm them down. So we've changed all the music to like 70s pop. <laughs> and they and it was still a shit show. Yeah, but the problem is, well, anyway, it doesn't, I don't want to bore the listeners, but the problem is that the, the, there's so many late shows now in Edinburgh, like, it's not the central point. You know, back in the day, late in life, like, everybody was there. Like, yeah, all yeah. the comedians, everybody involved at the festival was there, and it was kind of like the place to be, whereas now late in life is one of about five, you know, late night shows, so, it, so it, 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 it doesn't... And they're, and they're tired, like, they've been out all day, they've been drinking since whatever, like, they're just kind of staring at you, like, it's a weird show. But, like, some acts do amazingly well there. I uh, There was a guy, uh, the last time I was on, I can't remember his name New Zealand guy and he came out naked except for he's wearing a cling a pair of knickers made out of cling film and a bra made out of cling film took it all off he's bollock naked he takes out this condom full of ham starts deep throating it everyone's going mental and I was like fuck I have to go on after this lad this is like <laughs> what am I gonna do so that's the kind of stuff does really well in late in life that was like insanely yeah, yeah. Well, over the it, top it, performances it, it, if it makes you feel any better, I had to follow a singing vagina once. That does make me feel better. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I, uh, it was a woman. She put a camera on her vagina, and then she would manipulate her vagina to look like she was singing songs. But the the vagina was the vagina was on an enlarged screen next to her. So like she'd have the screen next to her, and she'd be standing there. But then her vagina would be huge on this screen singing. I can't remember what she was singing. Where was this? I also. Sweet. This was actually in New York. This was in New York at uh, it was a cabaret slash comedy night. But then I also had the the joy, and I'm still friends with him to this day. I had the joy of doing late in live with puppetry of the penis one time. I've never seen him. Well, he's well gone from it, friendy, but he uh, he was one of the original. He was actually the original puppetry of the penis guy, and I'll never forget. It was me and Rich Hall backstage with the two guys from Puppetry of the Penis, who I didn't know, friendy at the time. This was the first time I met him. But when I walked in, he was he was warming up his dick like this. Wow! He was, he was actually rubbing it to get the blood into it, and then he would like you know stretch it out like you know he'd be pulling it and sort of snapping it and just getting it ready Ow. and then i can't remember i can't remember if they did this or not but i'm pretty sure that they did i'm pretty sure they put a rubber band around the base of their dick to maintain the the, the same uh the same length but I, I don't quote me on that because i could be wrong that could be like two memories molded together or like a story i heard or something but uh it was quite funny to watch them warming up their dicks could they not just take viagra well, this was before Viagra. This was oh. 2002. Certainly Viagra wasn't that well known, but they're not looking to get boners. They're looking to have right. the... I, I, you haven't seen Puppetry to Penis. So no. there's, there's no boner stuff with Puppetry to Penis, uh, but they just walk out and make shapes with their dick. Like they walk out and they're like, the hamburger! And then, oh, like, so it's like, it's like balloon animals, but with your dick. Yes, that's but yeah. Ah, puppetry gotcha. of the penis. They're, they're making puppets out of their dicks and their balls. Brilliant. Yeah. And I, they asked me if I wanted to do uh, disabled puppetry of puppetry of the disabled penis because <laughs> I can't. I only have one bun for the hamburger because the hamburger was was he would put the two balls around his dick and then it looked like you know it looked like a hamburger. <laughs> it doesn't it's, matter. I wonder. It, what, it, I it, wonder. It, like, where did they get? They were huge. I remember seeing signs for them like at all the festivals, and he was was he not an Irish guy? 
No, no. And there's been numerous guys. It's franchised uh, okay. out. There's there's puppetry of the penis shows now all all over the world. Such talent. Uh, there's a there's a full there's a full time show in Las Vegas. But yeah, puppetry of the penis be- became became a franchise. But uh, the friend did that was back two thousand two. That was really at the beginning of it. I think that might have actually been their first Edinburgh. Back in the day, a long time ago. Anyway. People got entire so, uh, shows out of their that's the, crack. I, oh, I, the, the one last thing I want to say on the friends thing is the other, the other thing I noticed that helps with female friendships is that I have really good friendships with my friends' wives nowadays. Yeah, no, it's still a catch Look at the size of my head. It's like, it's, it's expanding like the moon from all the wine. What am I going to look like at the end of this? I look like I've got gout. It's so embarrassing. I, 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 I think your face looks fine. Ugh, no one wants a face well, that looks fine. I want cheekbones again. I ate them. I know, but just listen, the truth is that if you're not able to get the Botox and the filler, you need to fill that shit up with fat. You I know? don't want it's fat. Just... I want filler. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the, the filler doctor is not available right now, so you're fucked. I'm going to have a head like an accordion by the time this is finished. It's going to be so embarrassing. Everyone's going to be crawling out of their houses like caves. We're going to look like Gollum. So what I was saying there before you pulled that thing out was uh, I, uh, one of the things that's definitely helped with my female relationships is I've become quite friendly with all my friends' wives. Yes, that is helpful because the last thing you want, like it's so nice when you can hang out with them all at the same time rather than, I know people who hate their friends' husbands and hate their friends' wives and then they don't want to go on holidays together and it has all this shit knock-on effects. Yeah, actually it's the opposite for me, like... All my my UCC buddies and and the satellites, you know, the, the friends of their friends that we've all become this like one group. I'm the only single guy, but actually our our dinner parties are great crack because they all married amazing women. Yeah, like, you know it, it 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 it's 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 so it's such a lucky break. Like no no not one of my friends' wives is like annoying and that's not to say that wives are annoying i'm just a guy so i'm obviously talking about you know wives you'd be talking about husbands right but like they're all super cool and when we get together and like i i don't think there's except for one of my friend's wives i wouldn't like text independently like sometimes she just organizes shit with me that we're all doing together she's the only one that does that but for the rest of them like when we do get together we have like the absolute crack. Yeah, I have the same with, uh, what, like, actually, oh, there's not a single husband of my friends that I don't like. Not one. And like, even the other night, we, I, I did this, you know, the way everyone's doing quizzes now. So I, you ha- mean, the, you mean like the, the, the house party quizzes? And yeah. Stuff? So I did, we did this Zoom quiz where we all wrote, me and the girls wrote five questions about like our friendship. So like, you know, embarrassing shit that had happened over the years. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But all their fellas, they're all married now and all their, husbands came in on the zoom and i was the only one and i had nobody and i was like oh, oh yeah because no. it just at a dinner party it's not so bad you're interacting but when you're the only <laughs> you're the only so embarrassing <laughs> and then you're the, the only single box yeah i was the only single box and all these like hot husbands are waving in the background they're like hey fucking loser and then one of the girls is like don't worry joanne we're all looking at you we're all envious of you and i'm like you are in your hell no you're not that that that's right. Yeah, but they kind of are though. They're not. You know, they act, they, I I get fifty fifty. You know, I get fifty fifty. John Bishop has that great joke about you. Do you remember he did it in the three arena? Yeah, well, that was actually that that joke was actually from the conversation that we had earlier that day, where he was talking about being in a relationship, and I was saying, you know, he was like talking about my free life and the women and all that, and uh, I 
I said, come on, John, like, you know, there's pros and cons. Like sometimes you're on your own. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you're lonely for an hour of a Wednesday. Yeah, you know? that was it. Yeah, it was very and then funny. I, 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 I sit at home on a Wednesday night and I say, this is Des's lonely hour. <laughs> <laughs> Love but actually, I messaged him the other day, literally about that joke. And I was like, John, it's funny you made that joke. How are you feeling about that joke now? I'm fucking sitting here on your own, on my own, you know? And, uh, of course, I'm not going to say what he said. I don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> pros and cons. Pros and cons. I know, pros and cons. He's just joking around. But, no, obviously, he was actually, he was saying that I did the right thing coming back to the States because this isolation setup is, is a good setup, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, but I like being able to get out and about and, like, but so can you. It's the same thing. Just can't touch yeah, anyone. But, but like the you're police, not meant to be leaving the house though. Like you're really you meant are. to be keeping. You're leaving the house. No, you're meant to be keeping. You're leaving the house to an absolute minimum. I am leaving Just, the house. I'm entitled to an hour a day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. People get into these entitlements. It's like the virus doesn't give a fuck about who's entitled. I who don't touch it, anyone. You know? I spray myself. My one of my housemates had a temperature the other day, and we were all like, "Fuck!" But she's fine and? now. It just went. It just went. Sophie, the one you spoke to, it just went. I knew she had a temperature and I, I, I didn't bring it up because I wasn't sure if you wanted that information out there. <gasps> How did she know she had a temperature? She told me. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, it's gone now, so it's grand. She's an insomniac, so she. <laughs> I th- what happens is when it gets to 2 a.m. and she's no longer anybody to talk to, she goes to people that are five hours behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Sophie. That's Sophie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the thing is that if she has a temperature, you know, she should get, like, just because, yeah, anyway, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, Joanne, but all I'm she, saying is that you got to keep your going out to a minimum. That's no, I am, I am, I am, I am. And, like, what I'm lucky in the sense that, like, I'll eat, like, tinned fucking sausage. Like, I've, I've the appetite for the bunker. Like, I don't, I'd rather just, I, no, do you know what's brilliant? I can survive out of the corner shop. I don't need to go and queue for half an hour to get into Sainsbury's. I can survive out of the corner shop. Wine, Amen. low-fat crisps, chicken salad sandwiches, grant. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, what I what I have decided to do, because I was eating so much, is I actually haven't done a big shop. I am, I, I am getting really low on food, and I'm happy with that because the main thing that's really missing now is the snacks. And when the snacks disappear, it's just better. I just have no choice. I just can't, you know, I, yeah. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, but you don't. But you kind of needed to put on a few pounds. You've gone very thin, I think. You, you keep saying that to me. I know. Yeah, sorry. I think you've you gone. Got to stop. Thin. Start. You stop. Stop at the body image, the body <laughs> shaming joint. <laughs> but I'd rather be in your position than have a head like a wheel of camembert, like I have. Yeah. Well, would you like to have a fucking hip that's fucking dying to go into spasm every five minutes? If pros and cons, Joanne. Pros and cons. What's wrong with your hip? Ah, oh, no, that's just one of my many injuries, all related to my lower back. I, 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 I won't, I won't bore the listeners, but no, don't bore us. But anyway, listen, Joanne, thank you so much. As I said, I, I, want, I mean, we, we actually chatted for quite a while, but I, 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 I wanted to keep it less so that, you know, it's not like too much of a chore for you or, you know, and, and, and that, you know, we're going up every, I'm going up every other day now. So I don't like to sort of overburden the listeners, you know? Yeah, it's not a chore. So uh, anyway, I, I wish you the best with, um, with what's happening today. and uh, Stay sanitized. <laughs> yeah, so thanks to Joanne and... Uh, Thanks to you guys for watching and listening. Um, I hope this one works out because actually I had some technical, I had some technical issues in the middle of it. Plus we had like an emergency situation. But anyway, we'll be back on, uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Unless of course I end up doing a, doing a Trump rant. Maybe I'll just do something quick at the start, which I haven't done yet. I'm doing that after. 
The problem is I really have to pee, but I like using these Zoom videos while they're live. Keeps me on the one... Keeps me on the one video, you know? Anyway, guys, listen. Thank you so much. At Des Bishop, leave the comments. You know, if you don't know how to... If you listen on iTunes and you don't know how to leave a comment on iTunes, just go to the end of all the episodes where the reviews start and you'll see it says, leave a review. Leave a review. Give us five stars. It helps our chart position. Uh, Things are going great. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. If you listen on Spotify, take a screenshot and just say like, oh my God, this was so funny. Love Des and Joanne, blah, blah, blah. And um, that's it, guys. We'll talk to you the next time. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.